This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith filling in for Simi as we continue to cover the big news in British Columbia today as the B.C. government announces a no-fault auto insurance system for British Columbia that would kick in next year. The government says they will save a lot of money uh, by doing this, and they say that will allow them to reduce your insurance premiums and increase benefits for people injured in auto accidents. It's all about lowering legal costs, according to Attorney General David Eby. Here's what he said about that this morning. There's no question in my mind that the consequences and outcomes for people injured in car crashes have become secondary to the litigation process in our current system. Right now, if you're injured in a crash, the system pushes you to call your lawyer instead of your doctor. Now, ICBC is not blameless in this situation, but we need an insurance system that works for British Columbians and puts the recovery of those injured at the forefront. We also need an insurance system that's more affordable for British Columbians as a whole. All right, Attorney General David Eby speaking this morning. Let's check in now with the president of the Trial Lawyers Association of BC, John Rice. I'm very pleased he could make some time today. John, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Michael, very much. What's your reaction to this announcement from the government today? Well, it's it's pretty stunning um, and disappointing. You know, when you stand back and look at what the government did in the spring of 2019, right? They introduced this massive sweep of le- legislative changes just a year ago. Uh, which they sold to the public as being a minor injury cap. That minor injury cap included brain injuries, depression, chronic pain, PTSD. So nine months into this new law, the government is in effect announcing that their entire policy over the last two years has failed. And this is also a broken promise to British Columbians. So the NDP campaigned on a promise to say no to no fault. And instead, what this legislation is going to do is it's taking away the rights of British Columbians to go to court and to get a fair settlement. And what I mean by that in particular is the government wants to focus the discussion on getting costs and legal costs and lawyers out of the system. What this really about is protecting ICBC and protecting ICBC's management. Because under no fault, and that's what no fault is, It means that people hurt with brain injuries, children with spinal cord injuries, orthopedic fractures, amputations, burns, they get nothing for their pain and suffering. And instead, in exchange for sacrificing that, not being made whole, they're now being told that they get to deal with ICBC in what they call a care model. They'll have to deal with ICBC indefinitely, to trust in them to provide the care that ICBC deems necessary for these people. So this is about taking the rights of British Columbians, giving them nothing for their pain and suffering, and then expecting us to trust ICBC to get this right and to take care of us indefinitely. So this isn't really a care model. This is actually a don't care model. The only model this cares for is is ICBC management. They're the ones that are going to profit from this. Okay. I mean, the government, the government, Mike, likes to say that this is a, the ICBC is a dumpster fire. Well, yeah. that's a manufactured crisis that um, has gotten worse under this government's failed policies. But really what their proposal is here is to make a much, much bigger fire 
in a much bigger and more powerful ICBC. Okay, when you say that it's a don't care model and people won't get anything for their for their pain and suffering, the government, the way they're selling this is, yeah, you won't be able to hire a lawyer anymore, except in some limited circumstances, but we are going to take care of you with very generous uh, settlement be- benefits and, and accident benefits. And the schedule of benefits that they released today include up to $7.5 million for medical and rehab in the case of someone who is a, a, a catastrophic and a very serious injury, they got all kinds of new benefit uh, coverages as, as well. Right. Extended, extended catastrophic benefits, travel right. and accommodation, income replacement, caregiver, weekly indemnities, lump sum indemnities for students yes. who miss school. I mean, it goes on and on. This is attractive to a lot of people. Well, I don't know if it's going to be attractive to people with brain injuries and serious injuries when they're told that under this new legislation their claims are worth absolutely nothing from the perspective of compensating them for their pain and suffering. So the narrative that ICBC and the government want here is to blame lawyers and to offer this quote-unquote care model. It's going to oblige people that are hurt, instead of getting lump sum damages, to go to the doctor or the treater that they want or the physiotherapist that they want. They're going to get stuck with a work-safe type scheme where they've got to deal with the CRT or ICBC or some ombudsman indefinitely. British Columbians who are hurt on our roads should be made whole for their pain and suffering, and they should have the right to go to the doctors and the clinicians that they want. So this policy, the only real beneficiaries of this policy are going to, is going to be ICBC. Uh, the allegation that this is going to lead to long-term sustainable uh, reduction in rates is dubious. The jury is out on that, certainly a number of U.S. jurisdictions. But the, what the government is trying to avoid is the acknowledgement of a strategy that they have unpacked for two years now has completely failed. And the government suggests that this most recent initiative will be deemed constitutional. Mike, as you know, this government has not been very successful in the realm of constitutional law for the last two years. Do you you intend, speaking speaking to John Rice, he's the president of the Trial Lawyers Association, do you intend, therefore, to challenge uh, this no-fault insurance system in court? Well, we'll have to look at the legislation. This entire package was conducted in secret, right? This was introduced by ambush to the public, to the legal community, to the courts with no notice. And the government campaigned on a promise against no fault. So they don't have a mandate from the public now in a couple weeks to pass the most significant changes to our insurance scheme in our province's history and to tell mothers and fathers whose children have brain injuries or amputations that their kids get nothing for pain and suffering in exchange for sacrificing that, they're going to have to trust an ICBC to care for them down the road. John, how can you say that they can continue to say that they will get nothing for pain and suffering when the, when the government has released this, this long uh, schedule of uh, accident benefits, including a lot of new categories for benefits, extended that's, catastrophic that's benefits? That's for care. Right. That's for all treatment. So under the, the common law, yeah. you're entitled to all your reasonable and medically justified treatments. 
So you get all the treatment that you need, all these things that ICBC is saying they're going to pay for now for the first time ever. But on top of that, you're compensated for your suffering, for what this, the person who injured you caused you, the harms and losses, the loss of the ability to walk, the loss of the ability to work. These things are, are, are non-pecuniary damages. They're for your pain and suffering and your loss of enjoyment of life. This is legislation that values those losses as nothing. Last question for you. The, the government, though, has, is saying that they've got the disability community largely on, on their side. I spoke earlier on the show today to Justina Lowe. She's the executive director of the Disability Alliance of B.C., very large advocacy organization for disabled British Columbians, including people injured in auto accidents, and they like what they see. When they take a look down this uh, schedule of new uh, benefits for accident victims, they think that these are very generous, generous benefits, and they're happy. Right. So um, the government has, has announced this legislation in secret with no notice, but I think these organizations are going to have to talk to their members and see if they feel comfortable, people in wheelchairs, people with brain injuries, children that are harmed, amputations, chronic pain, psychiatric injuries, PTSD, whether they're comfortable committing their members to an insurance scheme that A, values their pain and suffering at nothing, and B, requires these people to trust ICBC to take care of them when most British Columbians have a different experience with ICBC. But now, after 30 years of an adversarial system, ICBC is now going to pivot to this care model. I think it is naive, to say the least. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Michael.